Retro Rebel Gamecast episode 39 is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics for you, the listeners. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can even find us on Facebook, at Temple of Geek, for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my Rebel co-host, Amanda. What's up? Hello. Hello. How are things? <laughs> things, are, things are well. We're close to Thanksgiving, to give listeners a, a, a point of reference for when this was recorded. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do they give thanks over there for us running the Native Americans out of this country? I mean, I I feel like you only need one guess to that question. Right. <laughs> I have a feeling there nope. are many holidays that we celebrate over here uh, that are not celebrated in the United Kingdom. Uh, I mean, Independence Day is one of them. <laughs> I don't. I don't get that one. That's the one I don't get. You know. Why I mean, how how dare they not be happy that we how left? Dare I mean, they, <laughs> I don't get it. Also, reading is hard, so <laughs> unrelated, unrelated. But so, what have you been playing? Uh, what 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 have I been playing? I've only been playing one thing. It's it's the same thing I was playing last time. Man, uh, I'm so excited about you. This. It's I like taking it, over my life. Is it? But just I just answered this one question. Do, do you like it? I mean, is it fun? Yeah, it is definitely fun. Um, I think it's a lot similar to other card-based games I've played in the past. I think it's just a bit more accessible because it's on the mobile. Right. Um, and I think the interface is really well designed, although if I was going to make a criticism, it does take a long time to load between different sections. I think yeah. they should speed that up. Um, yeah. And it doesn't work well um zoomed to fit because I've got I've got an S8 which is much much like taller than it is wide compared to other phones. Yeah. So it it's like got black bars like on both sides, like quite a bit of black bars. I would say maybe 3 centimeters of black bar. No one knows which what is a, lot, a wasted are. No space. One, no one knows that what that is. So. Oh. Yeah, you have to use a point uh, of reference that Americans get. Like three three quarters of an inch <laughs> on either side, roughly. Okay. So it's quite Good. quite That's a bit, better. you know, on either side of wasted space. So that those are like my two criticisms. But I find the game super fun. So it's ruining my sleep. However, I recently got one of those Pebble Time smartwatches, um, and I only got six and hours and ten minutes of sleep on Tuesday night because. <laughs> I was playing with a warrior deck. I was trying to unlock the cards there. I think I only had 12 unlocked out of the deck. Um, it was like level 7. But somehow I had managed to finagle it into some sort of crack deck. And I was on a win streak that was so severe that I had to tell myself that when I finally lost a match that I would go to sleep. Yeah. I started winning at about 11 p.m. And I did not lose a single match until 2.10 in the morning. Yeah. Which yeah. made me very tired for the You're next welcome. day. But I think I ranked up to rank 17 
before I lost a match. Nice. So that was pretty good. Um, I have subsequently dropped back down to 20, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you started doing uh, a ranked play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I pretty much, once I figured out there was ranked and that that was the only thing you were really going to get any right. rewards for, yeah. Uh, yeah, we went to, we went to ranked play pretty much right away. Yeah. So that's what I got up to. Uh, so I've gotten up to rank 17 as my highest so far. Um, I did that with a warrior deck, which quite surprised me as well. Um, and lately, uh, at the moment, I don't have any available quests to play because I've beaten them all. Um, I, the like weekly quests or whatever, um, I've found that if I make a custom deck that will achieve two out of the three quests or like re-roll to try to do all three quests at one roll, you know, so if you get two things for a priest and then one thing for something else, if you re-roll that one, maybe you'll get lucky and get three things for a priest and you do it all at once. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Um, so right now I don't have any weekly quests to do. I don't have any tavern brawls to do. And I ha- have achieved a card pack that I can't open until December, which pisses me off because the notification appears up there until December, uh, which is not ideal. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I am with the game. I've unlocked all of the card packs now for all of them, and I've started using uh, custom decks. So that's, that's where we are. Very nice. Well, I'm uh, I'm very proud of you and happy that that I brought you to the dark side uh, with this particular game. Um, although I thought there was going to be a chance that we could we could test our metal against one another, and uh, apparently this is the biggest fault in this game is the inability to cross uh, servers from the Americas to Europe and carry over all of your all of my loot. So, you know, uh, we we uh, sent friend requests and uh, couldn't figure out why we were not receiving said requests. And uh, I actually switched servers the other day, and and lo and behold, guess what I found in my inbox was your friend request when I switched to the European server. And so I accepted it, and uh, I was shocked to find out that nothing transferred, not one win. Not one card purchase that I had made. And uh, so, you know, I come starting from the very beginning with Jaina having to beat all of the the first, you know, the the tutorial matches. And uh, I I beat all those just because that was different than when I first did it. When I originally did it, Uh, they've made some changes. And it was a lot more fun. But not enough fun to to start (laughs) over. Uh, To make it worth starting over. Yeah, I mean, because I can't, I cannot rationalize purchasing all of those decks again. You know, purchasing uh, uh, or starting starting over with uh, with each group. So I've probably spent more money than I want to admit on on uh, card packs uh, over the over the course of the three or four years that I've played it. You know, because I've always bought like the the forty nine dollar uh, intro starter pack or whatever that you can get. Um, when right. they release a new uh, a new expansion, and so I'll always spend the forty nine dollars. You get fifty packs, um, and uh, and that's a good base. And I don't ever buy cards after that. I always earn enough credits that I can get another pack or two or three packs, and and uh, or I'll craft cards from there. 
Uh, I don't have to buy any more. 50 is, 50 is plenty for me. I don't think that you get enough crafting powder. I'm going to be honest. That, that yeah. is my number one gripe about the game. I would say after every single session, I pretty much can earn enough gold or whatever the currency is called to like buy a pack. But yeah. crafting, I yeah. find super difficult. What I've ended up doing is like deconstructing cards that I feel have zero value. Right. And yeah. using those to buy cards that I need to have in order to progress. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I'm, don't I'm super love way. that. Mechanic. Well, and what I've had to do, uh, I just had to accept that there are certain classes I'm not going to play with the ones I don't enjoy. So like the warlock, right. I, I pilfered all their cards. I just destroyed almost the whole warlock deck. Um, really? Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. To get, to get enough. So I'd cannibalize a couple classes just to make sure I have enough. Oh wow, you did a whole class, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. I so, would like do a card here or there from the neutral pack. Yeah, and and I guess it's because I have the way I looked at it too is there is that part of me, and I think there's that's built into the game where you want to collect. Like I want to get. I'd love I'd love to have all the cards, even though it's digital and it doesn't mean anything. But it's it's I don't know it's some addictive part of my personality. I want all the cards. And so <laughs> I want them all. I want them all, but I I know I can't. And uh, so the neutral ones I usually leave just because I can fill in other decks with those. But the classes that I dislike the most and I just don't enjoy playing, I will cannibalize their decks and 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 break them down. And because it takes so much to get a you know a legendary card, I mean it's sixteen hundred dust or whatever to to uh, create a legendary card and. You, you like you said, you don't get enough from deconstructing cards, uh, and so it takes a lot. So, but so I've been playing Hearthstone and um, working on that. And there's there's a there's one other thing that uh, about Hearthstone that I thought was interesting. It was a it's a it's an excellent addition to the game, and something that you maybe have to look forward to, because uh, this isn't how it always was. You once you get to twenty, you know you can't go backwards in rank play, so you can't lose any more stars than that. You'll always be at least rank twenty. Well, before you could get all the way down to rank eleven, and if you just had a bad losing streak, you'll go all the way back to twenty. Now, once you get to fifteen, that's like another checkpoint, and you can't go behind fifteen. So you'll stay at fifteen. Oh, damn, I got so close then. Yeah, you were close. <laughs> and so if you get to 15, then that's kind of like the next tier. And and I, it, it has been where I've been stuck. Um, but also it changes because instead of having to get three stars to go to the next rank, you have to get four. And then once you get to rank 10, you have to get five stars to go to the next rank. So I imagine 10 is where the next tier is for you. And I've never gotten below 10. So, yeah, make fun of me. Um so I've been playing that, and uh, I've also been playing uh, my Switch a lot more. Um, my son's birthday was a week ago, and so I bought him Mario Odyssey so I could play, basically, is how that worked. That's awful. I yeah, knew you were so, going to say that. It's so awesome. <laughs> I, it makes me think how many times my parents bought things so that they could mess around with them. Uh, you know, like those rollerblades that I got that were like three sizes too big uh, for me. Oh, <laughs> oh, I guess I got to wear them. Yeah. Right now. So. Oh, I guess mommy should try. Yeah. 
<laughs> You'll grow into them. It's fine. I know. I'll grow into them, of yeah. course. <laughs> so, yeah. So, well, my dad bought my mom a fishing pole one time. So, uh, it was definitely not what she wanted. But uh, he's like, oh, well, you know, I'll just borrow it when you're not using it. So, it happens. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they love each other. Jeez. Good people. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I've been playing Mario Odyssey. Actually, he's been playing it more than I have, but I have been playing it, and it is a lot of fun. And the Switch is, the Switch is, um, it is a worthwhile investment if you like handheld gaming. Uh, if you, if it had come out before, and I know that I know you're skeptical, but if it had come out when Skyrim originally came out, this would, this would be what you would play it on. And I'll tell you exactly why. Because you do commute, and you do not need the internet to play it, and you can play it anywhere. And it is 720p. I mean, it looks great. So Skyrim, Doom, all of these games that you don't need the internet to play, and you don't have to be tethered to anything. You can take it anywhere you want to. On a plane, in space, wherever you want to take it. It would work. Okay, Elon Musk. Maybe we stay on the Earth, yeah? <laughs> we'll stay on the Earth, okay. Um <laughs> But but the point point is is that it is um, it is what the Vita and the uh, PlayStation the portable or whatever they it, it is it is what those wanted to be. Um, so it's a lot of fun. There are I do have gripes, I do have criticisms, and um, it is not perfect for sure. But it does a lot of good things, and it is different enough that it, it I I don't regret it at all purchasing it and um and it's been a lot of fun and we even as a family have played it a lot too so so that's been good but that is that is the games that i've been playing so um which brings us to the news uh and there are there are a, a number of things that are taking that are happening right now but um the biggest one that's in the news right now is battlefront uh battlefront was released uh two days ago in the united states and uh, to heavy criticism, heavy criticism. Now, you and I have talked about this particular game a little bit on the podcast before. Um, just you know, at least on, from a basic perspective, as whether or not we would even play it based on the previous iteration. So, so what have you heard about Battlefront Two, and uh, since it's been released? Well, I've heard that uh, negative reaction on Reddit to one of their corporate statements yes. is now the most downvoted Reddit comment of all time. Of all time, which uh, is I high believe... praise or high condemnation. Yeah, I don't know. At, at the time that I at the time that I read the article, it was downvoted two hundred thirty thousand times. I think it's well over half a million now. Yeah. Um, but the second highest downvoted comment was only twenty six thousand. So if that shows you how much hate was drawn by that particular comment. Tremendous. Yeah, and and I I think, I don't remember the comment exactly. I remember it had something to do with, you know, blah, 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 player choice and cosmetic elements and rebalancing and, you know, will continually work to adjust the currency system and, you know, that sort of usual bollocks that you get. Um, But I think... I think the majority of the hate was directed at the Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader unlockable characters. And essentially, because they're a really important part of the franchise, the idea that they'd be behind another paywall or 
70, 70 plus hours of grinding, I yeah. heard one person say, um, is just a bit ridiculous. I mean, you do get the game to play primarily those two characters. Um, and if exactly. you don't get them, then what was the point of your initial investment? And this just goes back to the, just the greed. Like you've already gotten 60 pounds or dollars or whatever, you know, off of us. It's a, it's like, just I an arbitrary mind. number of hours. Like the number, it, it's like, what's a good number of hours that you should be invested in this to unlock these characters? And that hasn't, that should have nothing to do with it, with the content. You know, you're artificially increasing the amount of time you have to play a game for no particular reason other than you you want this, you have to invest in this grind that is just isn't fun, you know. So, yeah, the, uh, I don't know, the besides being the most downvoted comment on Reddit and EA kind of already being demonized to a certain extent by the majority of the gaming community, rightly so, I mean, they are greedy, and you can tell, I mean, it, it's... There is no justification for it, honestly. Uh, and, and because of, because of this, um, Battlefront and EA decided to take down all microtransactions. So currently, in the game model, they, they had already cut down, I believe, the amount of, uh, the amount of credits it was going to take to unlock those two characters by 75%, I believe. Is what they initially knocked it down to, which was instead of seventy to forty to seventy hours of playtime, it was going to be down to twelve to twenty. Uh, ballpark, you know, could be more or less. And, and again, I, I don't have the game yet, and and it's because of. Uh, and I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I even pre I didn't pre order this game, um, but uh, you know, I I had every bit every plan to uh, actually purchase it opening day but or when it was released but all the negativity and everything that i had heard about it not really being and this is besides the fact that the actual story has gotten poor reviews as well like the the part of the game that you and i both discussed kind of had to be in it just to buy it yeah yeah and it's it's gotten poor reviews so Basically, a cookie cutter Star Wars story where the main character, after the first hour, really isn't important. Yeah, that's a real disappointment. Look, I I don't doubt that there are a lot of enjoyable things about the game, right? Um, but I would beautiful. say that yeah, that you know the graphics are supposed to be good, and I hear that the multiplayer is fun. You know. I didn't enjoy the multiplayer in the first one so much, so I hope that they've made some improvements to it. Well, my criticism is is that, you know, it feels like they're taking advantage of a fandom by right. making this game cost so much more than every other AAA title that gets released. If you think about the amount of money that people are having to invest, even even at a 75% reduction of, you know, the digital element, you know, right. it's really unfair when it comes to, this isn't a bonus character. It is a canon original. Right. So it just, see, you know, it'd be one thing if, you know, the Mandalorians were unlockable or Twi'lek dancers were unlockable or whatever, you know. Those yeah. would be auxiliary characters, sure. I could probably see that. But main canon characters, like original trilogy main characters, 
should just be part of the game. So, um, you know, I hope that they've made it easier for them to earn in-game. Uh, I heard uh, one critic talking about how it works very much like um, a mobile day- game does, where if you play more than they expect you to in a 24-hour period or whatever, they just eliminate your ability to earn rewards any longer. Right. Right. So it's not like you could grind it out over a weekend or whatever. They put arbitrary stop blocks in it to extend your lifetime with the game and probably frustrate you to the point that you just buy it. Right. Um, because th- those are the sort of things that I think are really underhanded and, and cheap tactics. Um, and I say this as somebody who has no problem you know, buying content that I think is worthwhile. Even in Hearthstone, I've spent, you know, the 20 pounds to get the uh, expansion and and play through that. Um, And I'm happy to do that because I paid nothing for the game and it doesn't make me arbitrarily wait for things. Right. So I can play it as much as I want whenever I want. And I appreciate that. So I think if I was going to give a message to the developers, just you know, take the good parts of mobile gaming and leave the shit. Like there's a reason why hardcore gamers are not on mobile, you know, and it's because of this sort of crap. Like people don't like it. Um, just because it's successful doesn't mean it's beloved. And I think when you take a, a franchise like star Wars and you do horrible things to it and you milk the community and stuff, like people don't forget that very soon, you know? And I think, People aren't going to forget what happened to Mass Effect Andromeda, and they're not going to forget what happened to this game anytime soon. And they've now damaged, you know, two fairly rabid AAA communities within a six, seven-month period. Right, yeah. So, you know, yeah. good, good job. Good job, AAA publishers. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to burn their goodwill, and it's going to, I think it's going to, I think it will bleed over into other areas, because they're saturating the market with media, you know, Star Wars, and this is, that's another somewhat unrelated uh, topic but they've saturated the media or saturated the the with their media the market and uh, from comic books to movies to now live action television shows and cartoons and uh and 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 and, and you know and so you know if you start to burn your goodwill and if you start to you know you, you can i think there will be i think you're going to see and people as rabid as i am i've got a i know that you can't see it but I've got a like a six foot six foot by four foot iron cast iron Mandalorian bantha skull on the back of my office wall. It is badass. Um, but that, that sounds about right. <laughs> it is, yeah. But as as rabid as a fan as I am, I feel like even even that uh, level of saturation might give me some Star Wars fatigue, where I'm like, I don't need. I don't need it all the time like this. I need some differences. I need some. I need a, a bit of time to miss it, you know, or something. I don't know. But with this kind of obvious, nefarious, uh, ulterior evil, greedy uh, motives, you know, behind the, the gaming and uh, just milking the community because they know they'll pay for it um, is I just I mean it's so many different levels of wrong. But I'm I'm just glad to see that the community spoke up. And that uh, they listened, EA listened, and pulled microtransactions at least for the time being. And, and hopefully they'll, hopefully, I mean, they'll come back with something else, or some other company will. They'll try this again. So hopefully, 
hopefully this uh, hopefully this is a lesson to most of them, and that they uh, will try to just try to cultivate the goodwill of the communities that pay their bills and purchase these games. So yeah. Well, that was just depressing. Well, that topic is brought to you by our sponsor, <laughs> Audible.com. Reading is fun, and Audible has been around for almost 20 years, providing a great service. Help us out by heading over to Audible.com and check out their trial service for a free audiobook and 30-day trial by entering audibletrial.com slash Toddcast. Amanda, what is our Audible trial book of the month? Um, so the book that we've got for this week is called Endurance. It's Shackleton's Incredible Voyage. Um, it is a sort of retelling of the... Uh, sailing of the British ship Endurance. Um, they left in 1914 from England. They set sail for the South Atlantic. Um, and they had, they had five months of, you know, this crazy thousand mile voyage. It was an open boat. It was freezing. They had lots of things that they, you know, had to naturally deal with the cold, the hunger, everything. Um, and it's supposed to be a really interesting recounting of that tale. Obviously, it isn't true nonfiction because we don't know exactly everything that happened, but it's a fairly accurate uh, retelling, and it's 10 hours and 23 minutes available for the free trial if you're so interested. If you're so interested. Well, you can head over to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast to get that free title now, or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Main topic. And one that is near and dear to my heart, because maybe I suck at video games. Um, do you have to be good to enjoy a game? Do you have to be good to enjoy it? What say you, Amanda, oh, queen of being great at games? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're setting me up to fall, but yeah, I think you do, of course, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't get any enjoyment about uh out of being crap at anything so generally i tend to do things that i have an inherent knack for uh i am not good at gardening i do not do it uh i'm fairly good at cooking i do quite a bit of that you know so i think with anything um it's an exercise in futility if you are legitimately terrible at it now if you're passable or average all those things i think you can enjoy it but it is not fun to be hitting a reset screen every 10 seconds. You right. know, it, yeah. it, it isn't fun. You know, I, I don't enjoy Dark Souls or any games like that because I haven't been able to get good. You know, the first, right. you know, the first time that I died three times to the same boss, I was like, well, I'm done now. Um, because I don't enjoy <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, I'm, I'm not very good with blocking and dodging. Yeah. I kind of, you know, that's why I play range character mostly. So, I mean, everything about that franchise is nothing that I would enjoy. So, although enjoy, I get yeah. why people would like it, but it's just well, not for me. Why do, you, why do you think others might like it? Well, if you like melee characters, if you like, you know, testing your reaction time, if you like the idea that, you know... If you're it, a masochist. It, yeah, but, you know, I think if you've got a reasonable amount of skill, you've got fairly good hand-eye coordination, and you generally play melee, you're going to be more set up for success than somebody who almost always play ranged and has better, like, strategic cognition than they do hand-eye coordination. 
Yeah. So, like, I can think through moves better and, like, anticipate strategy. And that's why, you know, card games like Hearthstone and things like that are much better for me than something that requires you to be very, very quick um, <laughs> to dodge yeah. or whatever, you yeah. know. I'm just generally not good at that sort of thing. So, um, I would say, yes, you do need to be passable at a game in order to enjoy it because if you're not making any progress after x amount of minutes hours you know whatever your threshold for irritation is um for me if i haven't made progress in an hour i'm done um and i'll just put the game away and i'm never going to play it again um yeah so i think the better you are at a game the more you're actually enjoying the experience and the less work that it is as well so you're not really thinking about the mechanics about hitting x or y or you know, dodging or trying to activate, you know, a combo or something, you're more thinking about, this is really cool, and look at the graphics, and you know, that sort of thing. So when something becomes second nature, I think that's when you get to the next level of enjoyment. So beyond, you know, physically controlling your character, you get to enjoy the ambiance, the story, the music, you know, the dialogue, all that sort of stuff, a bit more. That's me, though. Do you so so? There is no. Have have you ever played a game that you had fun at failing, like where you when you lost, it it wasn't miserable, you know. It wasn't. And and I'll I'll give an example again. And and you haven't played it yet, but even in death, Cuphead has been a lot of fun. So, I knew you were going to say Cuphead. Everyone's talking about it's so hard, but I love it. It is, and I think that they've they've figured out a way, and whatever that happy medium is between time invested in a in a level, and uh, you know, and the amount of times that you're going to die, and that it doesn't feel like you wasted that two minutes, or even the ten or twelve minutes that you just spent beating your head against a wall, because there is a Rhyme or reason. There's a reason that you died, and it is 100% your fault, um, and you know it. Like it's like it's not like it was unfair. There was something that you could have done to make it uh, to where you actually lived through that level, and and so I think because they hold that carrot out there, and it and there is an obvious pattern that if you just figure out the pattern, and you're disciplined, and not anxious, <laughs> then you can actually pass the level. So, I mean, I would never be able to pass a single level because I just sit there in a pool of anxiety the whole time. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I think I'm only 10% or 12% still through the game, uh, but I don't have the, I don't have the time to really invest in it. So, like, I'll pick a boss and I'll spend the 20 minutes it takes to beat that boss. Um, you know, I, I've done I I'll go through it maybe 30 times. You know, fight that boss. Maybe less depends on the boss. Sometimes eight, ten times, sometimes thirty times, and uh, and then I'll you know have to turn it off and go do something else. But it's also one of those games where I can come back to it, and the continuity, the story is is simple and it's fine for what it is. And uh, but it's just a lot of fun. And that's not the only game though. But I would also say, and and I and I I always like topics where we don't necessarily have the same viewpoint. Um, so we're not just echoing each other <laughs> because I think that shows a little bit of diversity in that we approach games a little bit differently. I actually think that you that you can find enjoyment in games that, that you are not good at. Um, and I'll give a, another example, not just um, Cuphead, but because I'm not good at PvP. 
and so much of a lot of uh, MMOs, MMORPGs, uh, depending on the particular one, requires a level of PvP. So I would never play on a PvP server where I would get ganked, you know, in a low-level area, which happened a lot. And once I learned you didn't have to do that, and I could go to a place where they can't just kill you unless you want them to, um, that made my life much less stressful. Because I, I like going around seeing the countryside. Warcraft is so big, and the whole world is big, that I, I enjoy just you get on your mountain, you go around, and if I just want to mine for a day, I can mine, or I can pick you know build up my herbalism skill or make potions or do whatever i wanted to do and i can do it kind of on my own terms this also takes away from part of the game that i think is one of the main reasons a lot of people play mmos and that is the social aspect of it you know being a part of a guild uh but because of my level of my ability to to uh to log on when i needed to that wasn't really conducive to a guild you know you being someone who was a guild master uh, know that you have to be there for raids. You got to. There's a level of commitment when you're part of a, a yeah. guild, you know. And uh, and I wasn't always able to do that, so I had to find a way to to keep me coming back to the game. And Warcraft did a good job of doing that, you know. But I think it's very specific games that that can have that kind of that kind of gameplay mechanic. That if you're not great at it, you can still enjoy the game. Uh, there are, there are, you know, you you can still, you can still enjoy playing it, uh, even though you're not very good. Um, but I, I don't know that there are a lot of them. There are not a whole lot of games out there. Shooters, super unenjoyable if you are no good at a shooter. Um, yeah, like I you thought said. you were gonna say, get knocked out so I build character. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> pick you up, pick yourself up by your <laughs> bootstraps. Such a dad thing. <laughs> Yeah, just to suck at it, you know, then it teaches you lessons, life lessons. Go in there and keep doing it. No, not at all. Um, find the ones that you actually enjoy playing, and, and if you have skill at it, let's cultivate that. If you don't, eh, yeah, maybe we need to find something else, you know. So, yeah, I, I didn't, I actually enjoyed Dark Souls a little more than you did. I played Bloodborne. I bought it when it came out, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I never could get far enough in the game because I am just bad at it. I'm just bad. And it's one of those that you have to be good at it, just like Dark Souls. And there aren't a whole lot of saves, so you can get pretty far in a particular level, die, and none of it matters. Start all over again. That, no, that, that makes oh, me want to yeah. die. That makes me want to throw my controller through the wall. So, Mm-mm. yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I think that you... I think that you can enjoy them uh, if you're not good at them, but it, it takes a very specific game with very specific mechanics. And if those those parts of it aren't fun and it's not broken into bits where you can have some fun, then it's you know then then I would have to agree with you. Exercise in futility. Yeah, exercise. Yeah, we don't we don't have time to waste uh, on something that uh, yeah. Where you're not at least that's why you're doing ranked play in Hearthstone now. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have. I ain't got time to waste. I ain't got nobody time, got time for this. Ain't nobody got time for this. Well, good. Well, that brings us to our featured favorite. This category or this topic is where we discuss one of our favorite games. Uh, it is not. These aren't necessarily critically acclaimed uh, or even critically well received 
Um, but there are favorite games, and we don't care. So, Amanda, what is your featured favorite for today? Uh, so my featured favorite for today is actually, I'm cheating a little bit. I never <laughs> actually played this game. I watched my husband beat it. Um, and it's kind of difficult because obviously, you know, when, when you can only play in your room, then yeah. the other person's kind of forced to participate in it, which means that whoever gets to the game first pretty much gets the monopoly on who's going to play it. So... <laughs> Because once I've already seen it, I'm kind of, you know, I don't need to do it for myself. I've now seen the story, so cheers. Um, But, yeah, it's a Saints Row, the third, specifically. Um, My husband played it, you know, he had such a good time doing it. You know, it it was very kind of tongue-in-cheek, a bit crass. Um, The colors, there was just lots of purple and reds. I mean, (laughs) it was so saturated. Which uh, Saints Row was it? The third. Okay. Third, um, and then uh, ironically, we went to Comic Con like a, a year later, and they had the like lazy boy with the machine guns like yeah. chair that you could sit in and take photos in. So it was kind of like a nice tie-in, and, and you know he really enjoyed the game. It had you know the best of open world elements it had a good story as well it had really ridiculous weaponry which was quite funny at times um and it seemed kind of to have the best parts of franchises like grand theft auto etc and none of the boring bits um (laughs) it it felt much less grindy than than some other open world games can end up being so like you said they have a lot of tongue-in-cheek elements um i know in the first one i think it was the first one where you could actually drive like a a septic truck or something and you could spray poo on houses or something like that i mean that's fantastic yeah i mean that's how (laughs) grand theft auto should be i should be able to drive that truck off of a building as well if i want to i agree so that's why it's a featured favorite. I didn't personally play it, but I saw how much enjoyment my husband got out of it, and I really enjoyed the story while I was watching it unfold. Um, and I think they're just a generally a series that is about you know good fun and and only the fun bits of of the open world genre. So right, I got to no. give them a play some featured favorites. That uh, I think that's uh, irony is not the right word, but it is interesting that we selected games. We both ended up selecting games that we didn't necessarily play all the way through. Um, I had to check and make sure that I hadn't actually picked this one uh, before, but uh, my featured favorite this week is Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2 is probably the only, and this is on PS2, I believe, this is the only horror survival horror game that I ever completed. Um, myself, like I actually com- completed it, but I did not play the whole thing. So, um, it was, well, that's not true. There's, there's two that I finished. One of them was, uh, the Resident Evil, um, remake that was on GameCube, which was actually really good. Uh, we did finish that. I finished that with a friend, uh, but I finished it after Silent Hill 2. So Silent Hill 2, uh, survival horror game. Everybody, I think, knows at least or is familiar with the franchise. Um, this game, have you ever, did you play Silent Hill 2 or finish it? No, I'm not very good at horror games. <laughs> uh, this is one of those that uh, I don't think it matters if you were good at it or not, because the controls were purposefully clunky to make things more stressful. 
so that you can't just turn around and whack the you know the faceless nurse that's behind you that's going to literally stab you in the back um or pyramid head who you can't kill anyway and all you have to do is try to make sure you don't get hit by his nine foot meat cleaver uh and uh yeah so stressful there's just no doubt about it completely uh i mean it is it is random and uh unexplainable uh just the like what's going on in there i mean the 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 enemies that you fight none of them have faces some of them don't have arms you'll you'll be walking down a street and ash is just raining down from the sky and you pick up a radio early on in the game and it'll start to crackle whenever one of the villains or enemies is nearby and so you don't know where it is you just know it's coming and so you may see one that starts to wriggle out from underneath a vehicle, a car, like next to you. And it's just wiggling on the ground. It's a person with no arms that's just scooting along the ground towards you. Uh, that's and, gross. And then it'll stand up and spray this whatever from its chest uh, that you have to be out of the range of that. And it takes an arbitrary amount of bullets to put them down. And they'll go down and then they'll get back up. And then you run, and it's terrifying. And then it turns night. Needless to say, it was a very stressful game that it took my one of my best friends to actually play the majority of it while I watched behind a blanket, as a you know as a man would, <laughs> um, <and laughs> with my hat pulled down low. So if you know at any point I didn't really want to watch because I you know I like my dreams not horrifying. Uh, it is. A, it is. Look definitely, away! Look away! Yeah, yeah. And so at the end of the game, I, I think why, and this is really why the game's on there because yeah, it's scary, it's clunky. There are a lot of things about the game that I don't like, or that I typically wouldn't like. But I think what drew me to this particular game is the ending and how, even though the story seems convoluted, it is convoluted. There's no doubt. It's not really Metal Gear Solid level convoluted, but it's convoluted. Uh. The ending just grabbed me, and the ending was tragic. And there are multiple endings to the game. Uh, but the ending that I got, and I'll spoil it, it's it's a 15-year-old game. So um, I don't think... You're not going to play it, I'm sure, and people that have played it already know. You can go look at the ending. So basically, you start out, you got a letter from your wife. And right. you, your wife sends you this letter from Silent Hill. It says, you know, come to Silent Hill. But the problem is, is your wife's been dead for a year. So can't really be sending you letters, you know. And uh, so you show up in Silent Hill and you're running around Silent Hill and you meet this girl that's in the city. There's only a few people. There's like a a child. There's this uh, troubled young, you know, adolescent guy. Um, There is. And then there's a girl. These are the like the main three people that you really run into, if I remember correctly. Right. And the girl looks just like your wife, only or a lot like your wife, uh, just you know, kind of acts differently and is constantly in peril. You know, I constantly have to help her. Um. So, uh, throughout the course of this, you know, each one of those little characters, you know, you run into them throughout the game, and and they all you you learn more and more about these characters, and at the end of the game. You start to piece together what happened, and on these televisions that you'll you'll interact with, and I guess they have VCRs or something. You'll put the tape in, and it'll play a bit 
of your history. And so it starts to replay your life with your wife as she was dying. And apparently what happened was is your wife had cancer. And at the end of the game, once you beat whoever the boss is, you find out the truth. And the truth is, is that you had repressed this memory that you actually killed your wife and put her out of her misery because she was dying of cancer. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh, you, Jesus. you smothered her with a pillow. That's horrible. It is horrible. and But it was like, oh my gosh, it's like a gut punch when it's over with. Because you had blocked it out of your mind. Yeah, of course. And went through this, this journey... To kind of, and it just dug up all these memories of what you had done, you know, and so it just, it, it, uh, it left a huge impression on me. It, it kind of, it didn't resonate. I have no point of reference to connect to this. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it did, it was a powerful ending to a game, something completely unexpected for me. Uh, and, uh, just left a, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of my game, favorite games and obviously a featured favorite because the ending just seemed to be very powerful to me. So, I enjoyed it. Never have to play it again. Uh, and <laughs> I've done it. Now it's over. Done it. Check that box. So, but I loved it, and it, it's uh, it'll always it's 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 critically well received, and and uh, uh, I would say if if you, there's multiple endings, so if you if you wanted to play it, there are uh, that's not the only ending you can get. So, but that wraps yeah, but up are this episode. All endings where you? Oh, go ahead. Wait, are all endings where you murdered her? No, there's a dog ending. There's a dog ending. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, as long like, as there's a there's dog like ending. Eight, in, eight endings, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, uh, but that happens to be one of them, and I don't think... I think that's like the canon one. Right. Um, there are other things that you can do, I think, in the game. If you if you find certain items or, or have certain interactions, I think they may change the ending. Um, I'm sure they do. I just, I didn't. And, you know, it's not a game that I have to go back and replay. Um, it's terrifying enough. The music is terrifying. I mean, it's just this, but actually the music is fine by itself on my, I have a Pandora right. channel that plays a lot of the Silent Hill music. Uh, it's right. a, you know, video game and, and the, the, as a background music, it's just kind of atmospheric and, I don't know. It's 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 not as scary when it's you know juxtaposed to my word document. But if yeah. it's, if it's next to Pyramid Head, it's freaky and weird and 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 unsettling. So, but if, well, final thoughts. Final thoughts on uh, on our topics today. My Anything? final thought is you must have done something horrible to get the murder of your wife and break. Uh, so I think you need to right. think about yourself. <laughs> I maybe I need to think about what I did in the game too because maybe I didn't get the best ending. I never checked, so um, there could be one that's like maybe I put her memory to rest and it was like good, and I'm putting flowers on her grave or something. I don't, I didn't see that one. Um, I may have really overestimated how well I played that game. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this is your fault. <laughs> Actually, technically, you got the worst ending, Stacy. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna research that in the meantime. So. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, TempleOfGeek.com. Any questions or comments, feel free to email us at retrorebel at TempleOfGeek.com. 
Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download and rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.